name is Thais Gibson and I'm the creator of the Personal Development School. This is your daily breakthrough video and in this video I want to talk to you a little bit about the top seven mistakes that often get people friend zoned. So this was a video request from one of our members, really fantastic topic. Um, and this is something that comes up a lot for people and people ask a lot of questions around this. So I wanna share some really important tools. And before I do, we are doing a major giveaway. We are doing nine free year long memberships inside of PDS, which gives you access to all 45 plus courses, gives you access to all of our social events, study groups, morning and evening routines, um, the four live webinars I do every single week with our students that are over video, we get to chat, ask questions. I share about its content in there all the time. It's a great resource for learning. So all of that together for free. And all you have to do is follow the directions, which are number one, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Number two, um, click the link in the description box below and submit your email and make sure you've left some comments on one or multiple videos and then let our team know in that email what your YouTube username is. We'll be announcing this giveaway and wrapping it up and selecting um, on June 14th. So on June 14th specifically, we will literally be doing like the end of our giveaway and everybody who's done this, we'll know um, who was announced. We won't see people's personal names, um, but you guys will get, unless you guys want to, you can include that in the email if you want to hear your personal name on there as well. Um, okay. Thank you. So um, mistakes that get people friends. So basically like this came up as a question and, you know, obviously we have to keep certain things in mind, which are like, Number one, we can't control whether people like us or not, or feel romantic feelings towards us or not. Um, and it's not our job to try to control that. Like if you're interested in somebody, let them know, be yourself, show up, do all that stuff. Um, and if it's on a match or somebody else isn't interested, don't spend all your time hovering there, move on, give yourself the chance to like be free and find somebody who is truly interested in you for you. Um, but if we have a dynamic where we're sort of dating somebody and there is this like mutual interest and there was obviously some kind of attraction that brought you on a date together or connected you over a dating app or whatever it might be, then there are important things to keep in mind that don't violate the integrity you have in the relationship to yourself that will help you to not fall into traps that prevent you from progressing a relationship along beyond being just friends um, if you really want that. And, and even the other person seems to want that, but then sometimes we can fall into these traps that actually accidentally push people away. So number one is that your intentions are not clear. And this can be that you're not clear about like what your intentions are in the relationship overall. So you don't really have a direction and something to say at some point in time. But this can also be that you're sometimes like for lack of a better word, just wishy-washy with not saying what you want and giving mixed signals and things like that. And that can really confuse people. And so you don't want to get on your first date and be like, hey, I want a relationship tomorrow. But I'm saying as you're getting to know somebody, don't be afraid to be clear about like what direction you want to move in and say like, you know, if the right person comes along, I would be interested in something romantic and something more committed. I'm not like, you know, desperate to have that this very second, but I'm open to that. Make sure you state that intention so that somebody knows a, you're not there to waste their time and B, you're not here to waste your time either. And you are looking for the right person if that's something that you are in fact looking for. 
just as a disclaimer too, if people want to spend time alone, I highly advise that. Like I spent, you know, four years at one point in my life, not dating, not anything, not texting romantically with people and really taking some time to get to know me and heal myself and work on myself. And that was one of the best things I ever did for myself. And I think that's great if you're in that phase of your life too. Like we are all entitled to do what's best for us in the phase and at the divine timing and whatever chapter of our life we're in. Um, but for a lot of people who come to this channel, wanting romantic relationships, wanting relationship advice, wanting things to work, then be clear about your intentions. Don't be afraid to put that on the table. So somebody knows that you're respecting your own intentions and needs and desires enough to like talk about them as if they're normal. Um, so that's really important. Number two, um, things go on for too long before one person makes a move. This is like a really common thing with more avoidance. Um, but sometimes I'll see, especially if it's like two people who are either like one is DA, one's FA leaning DA. Sometimes I'll see that both parties are like interested in each other, but one person's afraid to make a move. And so what happens is because nobody says anything, you can't stay in the like phase of attraction to somebody forever, right? Like if people just don't, move the needle or somebody doesn't make a move at all, then eventually you just have two people who like at one point felt some kind of attraction to each other, but then just ended up as friends. And so there's this sort of time period in the, in the first little while that you're getting to know somebody. And really that time period follows the dating phase of a relationship time period, which I do lots of other videos on in this channel. And, um, if you haven't sort of expressed interest or attraction one way or the other um, within that time period, then what you're probably going to be is good friends because there was a stalemate and, and nothing took place and nothing moved the needle. And then both of you actually just built a subconscious comfort zone in the way that you relate to one another as friends and in a friendship. So be aware of that. Number three is a fear of rejection. If you're not able to put yourself out there, you're not able to talk about, you know, uh, how you're feeling or that you're interested and you don't allow, it doesn't even have to be like we're talking about saying what you need or what you want, but just expressing interest, even in like indirect ways through like physical touch or, you know, quality time or words of affirmation, like other love languages and just allowing yourself to be open and, and share your interests or express some kind of connection, that's part of what builds a spark. And if you're holding back and holding everything in and not open to sharing yourself or putting yourself out there in any way, then there isn't any connection or, or like buildup of, of chemistry that's going to be there. And, and if both people are just sort of withholding or aren't, you know, feeling comfortable, then that can be a limitation for sure. Number four is if you say too much too soon, or in its other polarity, if you don't open up at all. So, you know, there is a sense of mystery people are attracted to at a subconscious level. That's just the way that it is. Um, and sometimes if you say everything and put everything on the table right away about who you are and what you want. And, and you know, I'm when I said earlier, like, make sure you have your intentions out clearly. I mean, like expressing that at some point you might be interested in, not might, but are interested in a romantic relationship if the right person comes along. I'm not saying like, I want a relationship right now at this period of time, you know, because then you're having a relationship just for the sake of having a relationship, not for the sake of like being in the relationship with a person that you really like and value. And so, I, you know, when we talk about this one, saying too much too soon or putting it all out there too early, there can be this sense of rigidity when you're saying, I want the relationship right now. It looks like this. It has to be like this. It's really important to have intentions and standards and be clear about like the direction, but people don't exist on like a checklist, right? So, so we want to have this ability to like, A, not see people like that and not want a relationship for the relationship. 
we want a relationship for the person, for the connection. And it's really important to make that distinction um, and to not overshare your life all at once too quickly, because truly that like almost violates what the dating stage of a relationship is, which is it's the vetting phase. It's the getting to know somebody, seeing how they act in different circumstances and react. Do you have similar things that are aligned in terms of your morals, your your traits and qualities and being able to meet one another's needs. And you're not going to know that by date three or four. You're going to know that after like a couple months of really getting to know somebody. That's when we start to put those puzzle pieces together and really see. And so if you find yourself pushing along too quickly, you're actually violating some of these like unwritten rules of the dating phase of a relationship. And that can actually make you get friend zoned, um, or somebody can feel like the sense of sort of inherent pressure or be confused about what the connections are supposed to be about. And the dates are sort of going like, and, and feel the sense of, okay, whoa, this doesn't feel right for me. And part of it's because there's this unwritten violation of the dating phase that's taking place more than anything else. Um, and then obviously in its polarity, somebody not opening up enough at all. And in that case, if somebody's not opening up enough at all, you're not giving something for somebody to connect to. And, you know, sometimes that can be mysterious a little bit at the beginning, but if that sustains for too long, then it feels like there's this wall and there often feels like there's a bit of a disinterest and that can push people away as well. It has a different impact on people of different attachment styles. Not opening up enough at all will definitely um, make securely attached people move away most quickly, followed by FAs, then followed by anxious preoccupied. Um, and there's a whole bunch of reasons about our subconscious comfort zone that are related to that. But um, some people are attracted to that initially and for longer periods of time than others. Um, but securely attached people are actually the most likely to move away from that most quickly. Um, number five, you expect or assume a level of relationship before it's there. Um, so if you're acting as if you're already in a relationship very early on, um, and to be honest, like a lot of this has to do with the frequency of communication. If you expect to, you know, after the first couple of dates, be texting all day, every day, that is something that usually polarizes a lot of, pe of people of other attachment styles. So there can be like this commitment, which can be a trigger fear for fearful avoidance and, and dismissive avoidance, anything that like sort of seems to violate the relationship to self, where it's like there's too much pressure too early that now I have almost like this thing to commit to, this burden to take on in life before I even really know a person too well. And I'm not saying by any means that people are burdens or if you have a great first date and you just like really hit it off with somebody that that person turns into a burden, you can have amazing connection. But when there's a big commitment based on limited information that people are both still trying to decide, do you want to buy a house with very limited information about the house? Do you want to take a vacation with like lim limited information about where you're going? Do you want to, like, we don't, we need the information and that's how we work. And it gives a sense of certainty. It gives a sense of, you know, empowerment and understanding and, and we need that so when we try to push things along too early with limited information about a person that ends up being received by the other person who's on the on literally the receiving end of that push um as like you're asking me to do something before i have all the information i need and you're acting as if we're supposed to already be signing off on the house or already, you know, boarding the plane for the vacation to some unknown destination. I mean, that might be cool for people who have a really high need for novelty. Like that might be interesting every once in a while, but you know, the plane and stuff, but like for, for commitment and relationships and all that's required because there's a lot of effort and, and intentionality and, and 
you know, consistency and, and investment that goes into our relationships. And so if we are not able to gather the information we have, we need to make a proper decision about if we want to make that investment or not, then it can feel like a lot of pressure and it can absolutely push people away, which then can leave somebody going, Hey, you're great, but I think we're better off as friends. And it can really put somebody in that sort of friend zone seat. Um, and you have to make, you have to remember as well that like the dating phase means both people vetting each other. It doesn't mean like you're just getting vetted and you have to pass the test. It means like you have to also vet the other person, see, gather your own information. So you're not making a decision based on limited information. And again, it comes back to this idea of like wanting relationship for the just idea and sake of having a relationship or wanting a relationship. And it's okay to want that. But if we're wanting that and we're prioritizing that way above the connection to another human being, then there's something that won't sit right and, and will be subconsciously picked up on by the other person as well. Our subconscious mind picks up on up to a billion bits per second of information. And we leave people with certain impressions through the way we speak and text and make eye contact and communicate in all these different ways. The conscious mind only picks up 40 to 60 bits per second of information. So there, there's these sort of unwritten things that are often taking place in the in the time period that we're getting to know somebody as well. And we get certain impressions about how much pressure, you know, how much closeness, how much um, somebody's pushing something along, what that does to the relationship to self, what that feels like. Do we have all the information? There's lots going on. Number six. Boundarylessness. Um, if we don't have a sense of self-respect or a sense of owning our own worth, sometimes that can show up or be received by others as, as you know, basically an expression of that can be boundarylessness. And if we don't have our own boundaries, we're not able to say no. If we're always available all the time, you know, at the drop of a hat, there's this sense of you're not owning your self-worth. You're not being able to say yes to the things that are yeses for you and no to the things that are no's for you. And and sometimes we can get sort of trapped in this cycle of boundarylessness and it's often received by other people as um you know being too available being too needy and kind of going back into some of those other um pieces that we discussed um and this you know another sort of piece in here that i want to share is is and this is number seven is um if we get into a role where we are mothering or fathering somebody and you know where we're sort of like parenting the person and it's a strange idea and concept but it's like if you're caretaking somebody and you're you're acting in that role more than you're building a connection and chemistry with somebody as an equal it destabilizes the relationship and yes people's different subconscious minds may seek out these different things for different reasons it's very common that if somebody you know, was in a dynamic where they didn't have a parent around or something like that, they may seek that out in another individual subconsciously to fill those voids. But that's not necessarily making the the groundwork or like laying the foundation is a better way of saying it um, for like a healthy romantic relationship that thrives and lasts and makes it through the entire life cycle of a relationship from dating phase all the way to bliss. So when you end up in a relationship dynamic, whether it's a friendship or whatever it might be, or you're starting to date somebody, if you end up playing a parental role or being too caretaking of them too much or things like that, that can absolutely also be something that gets you friend zoned. Um, so hopefully that'll make sense. I would say as sort of like a bonus piece as well, make sure that when you actually, when it's time to have the appropriate conversations, you're having them um, to letting somebody know that you're interested in things like that, sort of like we mentioned at the beginning. Um, but that hopefully should all make sense. Thank you for watching. Let me know if you have any other questions about this topic. I'm sure we can do so many 
parts of this. Um, so let me know any other questions you have about this in the comments below. Don't forget if you wanna enter the giveaway to send an email to the link in the description box below. And I hope to see you on the other side inside the school. Thank you for being here.